Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. What is going on, everyone? Hope you're having a great Tuesday. Um, we got a great episode for you today, as always. It's your boy Armando, Bass Kayak and Beers Podcast, and we have a great guest for you today, Frank Twiggy Reed. He's been on my podcast before. If you haven't listened to that episode, I think it was earlier this year, and uh, Frank has a great life story that he shared with us, and he's also a great fisherman. He has a great tournament coming up, the Hobie BOSS Chukwahana. We're going to be talking about that tournament and a bunch of other great things. Um, so I'm very excited to have Frank. Um, I have such an immense respect for who Frank is and not just on the water, but off the water as well. And I feel like every time I talk to him, even on a personal level, not even recording on the podcast, but just just record, just having conversation with him before post-recording and pre-recording, I just feel better about um, about life just because of his outlook. And I, one of the things that I love about having the podcast, not just talking about kayak fishing, but talking about life and talking about, you know, how people view the world from different point of views. And that's going to be shaped a lot of, you know, what they've been through life. So, you know, viewing the world or life through Frank Reed's um, eyes talking to him. I just feel like I'm a better person for it. And the great thing about it is I can share some of that conversations with, with you all. So I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Um, again, it's Frank. I have so much respect for him, such a great angler and such a great person and uh, has done so much, you know, that you wouldn't even believe. But other than that, before we jump into the episode, I did, like I mentioned last week, I was going to, well, I went to Possum Kingdom with Jeremy McCormick. Again, follow Jeremy McCormick on Instagram. I think it's Jeremy McCormick Fishing. Um, you know, listener to the podcast since probably day one. Um, big fan of the podcast. He's invited me a couple of times to go fishing. Finally, we're able to set a date that was last Monday. Went fishing to Possum Kingdom. Um had a great time with Jeremy. We each caught like three fish. Um, weather, as you know, it's been it's been hot here in Texas. But we had that day where we had like quote unquote a cold front, which summer just summer temperatures just went up to ninety something instead of a hundred and something. So morning was great, nice cold breeze. We were able to get some bites. I missed a huge fish. I was just talking to Frank about that, and I'll have that video posted probably on my Instagram. Um, I did start a TikTok channel, so it's under um, Bass Kayak and Beers as well. So you can follow me on Instagram, Bass Kayak and Beers, TikTok, Bass Kayak and Beers. Um, I also have a Spanish YouTube channel called Remos y Aletas. You can also check that out um, if you like Spanish. Um, most of the videos on that one has uh, subtitles in English. So anyways, I had a big old fish i don't know what it was on deep on a network like 20 feet deep on a ledge and i don't know what it was but he completely bent the rod and unfortunately i had the tension on the line it was like i had like 10 pound test line and it broke it off clean um i don't know what it was i'm you know part of me thinks oh man i i got the <laughs> biggest bass world worker bass so i got a huge catfish or uh, bit into a huge catfish or uh, drum, whatever it was, but I'll have that video come up on, on my reels on Instagram. But other than that, had a great time, caught some nice fish. So it was cool. Beautiful lake. If you've never been to Possum Kingdom, do yourself a favor 
plan a trip to Possum Kingdom. Beautiful lake, great fishery. Anyways, uh, big thank you to our sponsor, Douglas Rock. Go to douglasoutdoors.com. Check out the full lineup of LRS, X-Matrix, and Fly Fishing Rods. We'll go to a quick Waypoints commercial, and we'll bring Frank Reed right in. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way, with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. My man, how you doing, buddy? My man, we ready. <clears throat> Look, my buddy, my buddy and his son stepped in real quick. Come here real quick, guys. We ain't live yet. Oh, we're live. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you wanna, yeah, you that's, my, that's my son, Brendan, right there, and then his buddy, Carter. Nice right to meet there. you, Brandon. Yeah. You have a great yeah. dad, cool dad. I'm sure you're proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're over there getting it in. So, you taking the dog with you? Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, love you too, dude. That's awesome to hear. Have that. It is, man. You know, it's just it's something else, man. Like, unreal, unreal. <laughs> Before we step into, um, you know, your connection with your son, your family, I know I'm going to start off the talking about the Hobie BOS in Susquehanna. Yeah. Looking forward to that? Oh, my God. Like, it is the premier smallmouth fishery in the world. It really is. It's hour, 40 minutes up the road from me. Um, I mean, it's well known, well documented. I mean, come on. Hobie's been up there two years in a row, sold out. Three years sold out. Six minutes. Come on, man. Like everybody wants to get here. And you know, that is amazing. Um, that it pulled that quick. But you know, luckily for guys up here our way, you know, it's like I said, it's an hour and 40 minute trip for me. Um my um local tournament, MAKBF. Uh, Mid-Atlantic Kayak Bass Fishing. They're hosting a tournament, too, that same weekend, so we're going to run them in conjunction. Um, Alex Fiolka, um, um, Josh, Aaron White, uh, Josh Evans, Aaron White, um, Matt Campbell. Um, they're aboard. Um, Ryan Lignelli. Um, I want everybody to jump in on that if they can. Um, it's, it's where you can double dip and you can win a lot of money, you know, yeah. as everybody knows. So, um, you can go back to, you know, Texas or you can go back to Alabama. You can go wherever you want and say, I took on, you know, the Hobie BOS and won it. And I also won their local event, you know. Yeah. It, it's, man, if you can double dip and be from out of state, you can talk a whole lot of smack. You know? <laughs> so that's, I mean, in case you've never watched KBN, it's full of, of smack talk. And you know what? If you love to jump on their podcast <laughs> with Ryan and Jeff, Is it though? Is it? Yeah. And, <laughs> If you can get on KBN and say you want a Hobie BOS and you beat the locals on their own home river, bro, you're set for life. You're pro series <laughs> right there. So <laughs> it's so cool. It's so it cool, gives, man. Gives you street credit on that PNL. It does, uh, man. It KBN, really does. Um, 
uh, group chat. Oh, yeah, I mean, it really it does. You know, and, and you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to give a little juice for myself, you know, and I want to help out anybody, even though, you know, I'm not a great angler by far. I just have fun doing this. You know, a whopper plopper, a chatterbait, and a Ned rig. And some people will throw spinner bait. I'm not that guy. I can't. I've tried. Those three baits for me and for anybody coming, I mean, they ought to know. that That's the ticket up there on the Susquehanna. You know, everybody's going to be wrecking them. You know, they really are. Everybody's going to wreck them. Bus baits. I know um, Christine Fisher is big on the bus bait over there. I know now Susquehanna, I think, and I should probably look this up, but I think the last two has been um, Jody Quinn, which is great river fisherman, Jody Quinn. Um, I think he's won the last two Susquehanna rivers. And I want to say he won them on a spinnerbait. You're probably right. I'm not sure, and I'm going to look it up real quick on past tournaments, but how long now you moved uh, up north recently, right? You were living I in did. Alabama, was it, or Virginia? Yeah. yeah, so, you know, I mean, I'm born and raised. Like, I'm right here in Winchester, Virginia. I'm only like an hour and ten minutes born and raised in Cumberland, Maryland. So when I took a position with the federal government, you know, I ended up going to Alabama for a year and a half. So I was here for 20-plus years, and I made that move down to there you know, did my time, uh, and was able to transfer back up here, um, still inside my department with the federal government. And, uh, I was able to come back home, um, back to Winchester, um, and, you know, being my boy, you know, my son, Brandon, who's 13, I, everybody's seen him on internet with me. So, you know, um, it was good to get back home, uh, be here with him. So, um, yeah, man. And now, you know, I bought a house on the lake, so I have like 240 acre lake right, right outside my door, you know, so we take the kayaks down there, got in finally on a kayak. So it was good to finally do that. Um, I've only fished it once since I've been out here. So, but I mean, it's, it's a fun place, but yeah. Um, you were saying Jody Queen. Yeah. yeah Jody Queen won it last year. Yeah. And I think the year before that. Yeah. And um, that cat's that, nice. Yeah. No, and, and one of the things that, um, blows my mind on this first of all 139 anglers i would have thought last year would have but i know we're middle of a pandemic but 139 anglers 1259 fish caught and i did the math not on my brain because i have a smartphone and i'm not smart (laughs) my smartphone is smarter than me that's each angler average four and a half bass so pretty much like that's unheard of everybody gets a limit everybody gets a limit (laughs) pretty much almost everybody got a limit man yeah that is crazy yeah. And the size of those smallmouth bass. Yeah. You know, um, that was where I caught my record, my, my PB. Um, some say it's, you know, whatever, you know, 18 and a half inch smallmouth ain't nothing to snarl oh, at, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it really isn't. Now, granted, some people get, you know, a 20 or 21. Okay, you're getting them up in Erie and Champlain. I get all that, you know. But for me, this is a fun angler fishing, you know, out here to do this. Man, that was a tank to me. Yeah. You know, and it was just, and there's plenty of 16s, 17s, 18s, and I'm sure there's bigger in there that I was I was catching 16s, 17s that day. But, I mean, they're, you really got to know that river up and down, left and right to get there. Yep. You know, the, just a couple floats that I use that I like, you know, it's fine by me. Um, I'm catching them in there like that, you know, and, and, that place is amazing. It really is. You don't know until you actually get on it. You sit there and think, oh, well, my local river here, you know, or my local river where I'm from. When you get to that river, you're more you're more stuck and stupid and parked and dumb sitting there just looking around going, oh, my God, this is so damn beautiful. You know, and you do. You find yourself just gawking, you know. So it's good that you get them two to three day pre-fishes in and out of the way because your first day you're floating on that river, you're going, holy shit this is beautiful and you're just yeah. constantly looking left and right you know and then it starts settling in okay i'm here for a game you know so yeah but for guys like us up north it's been it's just it's a beautiful river and we know it but like i said there's guys up there you know jake harshman is just killing it you know yeah. he really is um him and jeff little go up there a great bit you know and they're doing their thing and i love watching their videos um go check them out on youtube man if you guys don't follow jeff and, and jake um, they do a lot of great videos up there. But, I mean, them guys are up there sticking them. 
Yeah. You know, I just ain't dedicated like that to do it. You know, I just get on my float and I catch them great. If I don't great, you know, it's, it's cool. But the, I think the, and I've never fished Susquehanna, but from what I've, I've heard, you know, when you look at the numbers, like every angler, it's 139, like pretty much everyone, the average was, you know, almost five fish per, per yeah. angler. Yeah. Um, it's one of those lakes where even if you're not, which kind of ironic because both of them the last two have been won by jody quinn um and i and i think the last two, i know last year was and I, mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure this year before that so it's one of those lakes that even though jody quinn is the one has won the last two years it's still a lake there's just so many plentiful fish out of with extraordinary size that sure. anybody has a puncher's chance oh you yeah. know like you said you go anywhere you throw in a jackhammer and there's a good chance that you might end up in the money, if not winning yeah. it. Yeah. It's yeah. it's one yeah. of those lakes where you, you really, like, it has, is in, not lakes, I should say, rivers. It has, like, every place. It has its intricacies. Oh, my God, I can't. I tried. Why do I keep using that word? Intrin okay. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you good. know the word I'm looking for. It, 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 it has it has, it, Yeah, it has... It has its areas where it's going to flourish, and whoever finds those areas is most likely going to win, sure. it, right? At the right sure. theme, at the right place, at the right time. But even if you're not at the right place at the right time, you can still have a chance of just catching lightning in the bottle. Yeah, you know, no, it's you not. It's not a catching big fish, and that could be your only damn fish. Yeah. But that yeah. could be a big fish. You know what I mean? But God, you know, it's just like we've all river fished. I mean, we've all lake fished. We know we see that lay down over here, or we see these couple stumps sitting up here. That's where they're sitting at, more likely, like 80, 90%. That river up there, any eddy, any like. Exactly. Just any rock, like every damn where is fishy. Like every, you can look at every rock sitting there fishing, and you're like, holy hell, I know there's one right there. Then you start, getting, oh, well, there's probably one on this side. And you find yourself doing that instead of you really working an area. You're sitting behind all these eddies all day, nonstop, you know, and, and it, just like you said, you only need one fish. That one fish will get you 500 bucks. You know what? That's mm -hmm. great. You know, or you get into that. You're catching 18s and 19s and holy hell. Now you're in the top one, two, three or four or five in the BOS. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it. But once again, like I said, on a lake, you, you pretty much know where the fish are going to be at. Yeah. Here on that river system, man, like everywhere, they're they're everywhere, everywhere, and it's got ledges. So people think, oh well, it's just you know it's the flowing river, and there's just you know rocks and you dip in behind them. No, there's a lot of ledges up there too. A yeah. boatload of ledges, you know. And for you to actually run into another angler, or, you know, other anglers, unless you're actually like you know doing a three or four or five person float, like it's pretty tough not to, or it's going to be pretty hard to find somebody else there. Yeah. You know, because it's so wide. That place is so wide. So you're not sitting there going, oh, I got a guy 40 yards from me. No, that guy is really like 340 yards away from you. So you're not like really sitting on top of each other there. Like everybody's got so much room to operate there. You don't have to worry about somebody saying, oh, well, you're holding that side down. I'll hold this side. No, it's so wide. You got plenty of opportunities. And I think as far as um, boundaries, I think this year and I, that might have been last year, too. Uh, but I know I'm pretty sure this year they opened up the boundaries. Like AJ decided, like, you know, wider range of areas than it was in prior years. And that might have started last year. We um, may have. But, I got to be honest with you. The, yeah. Yeah, the float that I do is well inside the boundaries. You know, it's nothing big. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'll put it out there. I float Liverpool down to ferry boat camp. I mean, it's six mile. I think it's six mile. It's But once again, that four to six mile float, you can make that a 10, 12 hour day, you know, and because everything is so damn fishy. And once you get on them, like you're just hiding behind eddies the whole day, you know, and it's just, yeah. So I float Liverpool to ferry boat camp and it's just, you know, I put in here and we float down and take out and I camp right there. So it's just, that's my float. That's the one I feel comfortable with. That's what I've always done. So it's just like, you know, if I see you, and it's I not really good. No, I was gonna say I think they they also on they have special rules as far as um, uh, tethering your kayak whenever mm -hmm. you're going shallow. So it kind of opens yep. up. It's it's a different dynamic than what usually Hobie BOS puts out there. 
So, and it will, it should be. I mean, it's, it's, it's like unlike any fishery out there on, on those trails, you know, Susquehanna is yeah. its own monster and yeah. with its own set of, you know, uh, challenges. And so for yeah. them to open the river up the boundaries and allow for more freedom as far as uh, portaging and tethering your kayak and yep. fishing, um, that that's big. So it's only going to make that tournament even more uh, interesting. So you, you yeah. imagine the numbers that might be put up this year. So Yeah, and, you know, I'm all for that. You know, I mean, fishing that area, you have to be able to tether it sometimes, man, to yourself. Yeah. You know, you really do. I mean, I I get it. I, I, I get it back when this thing all first started. I get it. Oh, you're bank fishing. Well, you're not bank fishing, you know. I mean, just bank fishing is when you leave the damn thing up on the side of the hill and you go walk miles and then you, you know, it, as long as it's still tethered to you, as we all know, it's it's perfectly legal now, man. It's just, <laughs> I like that. And, and I hate that people talk about doing that, but until you come up to that fishery, yeah, you really can't. It's different, can't and and it. yeah. yeah, and there's a reason why they specific. Um, change the rules for that like right. again it's its own right. monster that just right. brings me back to that whole uh um kbn uh which actually they just posted something today about that um the whole rules for kb kbf where you can just like dock dock your kayak <laughs> and walk a mile i guess <laughs> i don't know man that's that's just i, I thought i bought a, that's why reason i thought i bought a kayak to get into this was to be out on the water fishing hell i would stay bank fishing but you know to each their own i, I don't know. care what anybody else does you know it's just yeah my whole thing with that is like how did that rule came about like who thought well i know who thought of that <laughs> but <laughs> i don't need to speculate on that but it's like how did you come up with this rule on a kayak tournament like like it seems like you really thought you really overthink this if you decided to put that rule in the rules box but again yeah to each its own man uh yeah and that's know, the rules you can take advantage of it hey take advantage of it man yeah as long as you don't yeah. want to be legal but yeah so I know, um, well, first of all, what is predictions, bold predictions for the Susquehanna River? Don't say Jody Quinn's going to win it, because that's not a yeah, bold prediction. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not. You know, that's that's I mean, a pretty solid prediction. Yeah, well, I got to tell you this, because, like, you know, you know you're a smart person, you don't pick yourself, and I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? Because I, <laughs> I might get lucky, you know what I mean? Like, I might get lucky, but no, it ain't going to be me, and I'm good with that. You know, um... I'm not going to pick a person, but I'll mm -hmm. give numbers. So I'll say for two day, for both days um, mm -hmm. combined, I'll say I'll say 187 combined. Oh, that's big! Wow. With a big fish, and I God, I know somebody's going to get one up out of here. I'm going to say a big small mouth of 22 and a half. Wow. I mean, I that, really, I mean, come on, Armando, that place is just like any place, man. You can just find that one damn eddy or that one flow coming through and they stack up there and there's a Mondo sitting in there, you know, it's just, it, yeah. So 187 I mean, with 21 or 22 and a half inch smallmouth. That's my big fish. I'm calling it. 187 is pretty lofty considering last year was one 183. So that's a four, four inch, uh, yeah. increase on that but i mean it might be right you know one i mean there's oh, gonna be more he, anglers there's gonna be 61 more anglers so yeah. you gotta think that the numbers are going to go up as far as winning it you know you got more and um and i think now a lot of repeat anglers because a lot of people just now have you know sesquahana is now considered like it's no longer a pennsylvania best kept secret like it's the word right. is out you know everybody yeah. from the nation oh yeah is has that in their bucket list for kayak yeah. bass fishing or should yeah. have it. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where, you know, the knowledge of the, um, of the river system has broader. So I think people are going to start figuring it out quicker. Um, and so the numbers should come up. So 187 is not bad. That, yeah, that, and, yeah. And you know, you gotta, you gotta worry about the flow too. Yeah. You know, it's low right now. Um, I mean, hell, who knows? I mean, we're looking at what, 20, it was the 30th, right? So we're still basically four weeks out. I mean, hell, we just 
we just had a hell of a storm roll through here. You know, I don't, you know, it's, it's all going to be about that flow, that hole you've been fishing for, you know, weeks, it might be blowed out, you know, yeah. or what have you. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a toughie, man. It really, it's going to be one of them game day callers, you know, we can, that's where it's going to be at. You know, your pre-fish might be absolutely wonderful on a Wednesday, Thursday, you know, four o'clock all of a sudden christ almighty here comes this massive storm rolls in you know and rains on us all evening and then all start next morning you're sitting there going oh damn you know yep just just one of them things man one of the things you, got, you gotta have plan a b c d and as many yeah. as you can <laughs> you do yeah, it could right. change you rivers do. you know it's different than lakes man it could change you know yes. um even summer even though summer is more of a of a steady temperature, you know, you don't see like winter, not winter, but um, more like um, spring or fall where it's transition fall. seasons where, you know, you can see temperatures drop dramatically from one day to another, right. you know, with cold right. fronts, you know, uh, still a uh, river is a river and it's, it is its own, you know, its own set, set of challenges. Yeah. And so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, Going man. a little bit into, um, I know for you fishing the Susquehanna, the Hobie BOS, kind of on a personal level, um, has a deeper, more meaningful meaning than than most of us. Um, yeah. you've, you, we've had you on the podcast before, and we talked a little bit about you know your career before coming into um, what is your career now? You you know you used to jump out of the planes in the middle of a war zone, <laughs> right? Take out the enemy, um, right. and then that was your job. And then going back to civilian life was very very sure. tough for you more than sure. a lot of people. And um, you know you you definitely had your struggles there. Now sure. uh, a couple of months ago, you got a chance to move back closer to your son, um, and then you had some bad news. Uh, yeah, tell us man. a little bit about that, man. Yeah, so please, everybody, you know, we all grew up hearing that 50 was the was the the time to go get your colonoscopy done. Um the, the new date is 45 years old. Um I'm 51. Um I missed it down there in, in when I was in Alabama when I turned 50 and I just let it go by the wayside. Um, when I moved back home, I thought, okay, I'm home, back with everybody, family, friends. I know everybody. I was like, you know, let's go ahead and get my colon done, my colonoscopy. I got it done. And, uh, man, I got to tell you, first and foremost, the drinks that they, you got, horrible. That's horrible, yeah. <laughs> it, it's gross nightmare, and I'm sure everybody knows what happened. It flushes you out. You're basically living on a, a toilet for a couple hours. Um, yeah. But, you know, they have to do that. So, um, and, and I say this and I say this in all true honesty, you know, my best friend, my ex-wife, um, she went with me for mine because um, you had to have a driver because they put you underneath. So yeah. um, I was just like, you know, hey, you know, we'll drop Brent off at school. I was like, we'll go do my colonoscopy. We'll go have lunch afterwards, blah, blah, blah. You know, we already had our day plan. So we get in there, you know, and they knock me out. I come to in a waiting room and I'm sitting there, you know, just waiting to be discharged. And I hear the doctor to my left and doctor to my right. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you had some pileups, you know, we got them out. Okay, you're good to go. You don't have to come back in for five years. Well, then my doctor came into my room, well, actually the nurse, and she goes, um, Mr. Reed, you can go ahead and get dressed. Um, your driver is going to meet you at the doctor's office. Okay, first thing you think of is okay, I flash back when I was six years, sixth grade, and I'm like, the teacher would come and say, You're going to the principal's office. I yeah. knew I was in trouble. You know what I mean? So I was just like, shit, like I gotta go to the doctor's office. I'm like, okay, cool. I get in there and I sat there and he was just like, you know, hey, just wanted to let you know we was in there. And like this dude was cool, laid back individual, and I appreciated him not being that here's what we're and here's how this and this is this dude was laid back easy going cool until he goes frank you got cancer i'm telling you okay until somebody tells you that you know we all heard you know maybe a friend or or or, or an older elder family member 
But man, when he hit me right in the face with look me dead in the eye and he said, Frank, you got cancer. I kid you not when I say this. And and I, like I said, I wish my ex-wife, she was here, she'd tell you. I looked right at Carrie and I said, what the F did he just say to me? And I turned around and looked back at him and I said, can you tell me what did you just say again, sir? And he told me and I just lost it. I just, I fell apart, bawling right there in his office. You know, I don't, I mean, I don't care, man. You know, I'm a man. I show my emotions. I wear them on my sleeve, you know. Um, it, the first thing I didn't think of, of anything was, you know, I need to tell my, you know, my family. First thing I thought of was my son, you know, like what the hell's going to happen to him? You know, I mean, that's where your mind goes to. Um, it, it was pretty, it was pretty devastating, dude, for real. You know, and uh, we left there, you know, of course, the doctor's like, hey, you know, we took a biopsy. We sent it out, you know, so, you know, we'll know more. What was it? It was five centimeters, which was a little bit bigger than a golf ball. Yeah, that's big. And like it was in my ascending colon. So if you're looking like down at your stomach, your ascending colon comes up on your right. Your transverse goes across you, and then your descending colon comes down on your left side out to your rectum. Um, mine was in my ascending colon. Um, I couldn't feel that size. I, whether I bent down, jumping jacks when I run, nothing. You don't feel it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where it was, you know. And they said, "Oh, yeah, you got a golf ball size," you know, blah blah blah. And I said, "Okay, cool." He goes, so I'm going to refer you over to the cancer center. I'm like, okay, cool. I get this. You know, well, we left there. I damn sure wasn't ready to eat, you know, and, and I probably cried probably at least three more times going back to Carrie's house, you know, and it, it was a nightmare, you know, and then they, then all of a sudden here they come back and they're like, no, your biopsy's back. I said, non-cancerous. Well, actually that word that was in there was like this long. And of mm. course, you know, have no idea what the hell that means. So obviously, as everybody in the world does, Google's our best friend. Um, so is WebMD. And, you know, like a lot of people actually get hung up on that. They'll start, oh, my God, I got this. I got this. Um, I pulled that up and it said non-cancerous. And I thought, okay, well, hell, I'm out of the water then. Thank God this guy was bullshitting. Now, now I'm riding the roller coaster because he had me down here. And now I read the report, I'm way up here. And I'm like, life's good, blah, blah, blah. We're singing happy, joy is freeze and everything. And, and, you know, I go to my cancer doctor and I met her. This, like, I'm 6'5", 200 pounds. This, this woman was probably all of 4'10", maybe, <laughs> maybe 100 pounds. And we, you know, I met her and we were talking and, and you know, I was just like 45 minutes in there. She's telling me where it's located. She's telling me what the size of it is. She's telling me the, the course of action that she's going to take. And 45 minutes deep into this, I, Dr. Sophia, can you please answer me one question? I said, you've been avoiding this thing the whole time. I said, do I have cancer? And she said, yes, you do, Frank. I said, okay. That's all I needed to hear. I said, because, you know, Dr. Begg, B-A-I-G, said I did. The report came back from the biopsy that I didn't. And now you tell me I have. She said, Frank, she goes, I've seen hundreds of cases like this. She goes, I've noticed 18 years. She goes, this is cancer. She goes, it's the size, the look, everything. I said, okay. I'm like, let's handle it. Let's go. And she's like, Really? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like, what else? Yeah. What else can we what do, do about this? You know, I'm like, you know, I'll, I've already cried enough. I've already thought enough. I said, it didn't help me out at all for weeks. I said, you know, I didn't eat well. I didn't sleep well. I'm like, let's just do, let's knock this thing out real quick. I said, can I have surgery next week? I was like, cause I got a fishing tournament coming up. And she, <laughs> was like, she was like, Frank, I'm so sorry. She goes, no, she goes, it's going to be a couple weeks. And I was like, cool. You know, so they got in there and they resected. They took out like almost, you say, like 14 inches of my ascending colon. So we got five feet uh, of your colon. So you took out uh, a little over a, almost a foot and a half of it. And um, 
So yeah, so now instead of having a semicolon, it like comes up like cross. She goes, oh, don't worry. She goes, you'll never have appendicitis ever again. She goes, I took it out while it was in there too. She goes, because it's like right there at the end of your ascending colon. She goes, so we just got rid of all of it. So I was like, cool. And, um, you know, I was in a hospital there for like three days. And um, she said, you know, come in. You know, oh, your surgery went well, Frank. We got everything out, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. She goes, I'll see you in like three or four weeks. So they took a lot of lymph nodes out too around in that area. Um, she said they were swollen some lymph nodes. And I Okay, I get that. You know, it's part of it. Um, so then, what, three, four weeks later, I go back. And she goes, you basically won the lottery. And I'm sitting there going, what? <laughs> I'm like, you're the one who performed this surgery. You know, I didn't. And she was just like, yeah, she goes, we got every bit of cancer out. What? You know what I mean? So it's just like. She's like, yeah. She goes, you are cancer free. We sent the, we sent the lab results in. Everything came back. You are, you're 100 cancer free. And of course, you know, I lost it in her office. You know, and um, so yeah, you know, you you do this and you do this and you do. And I'm like roller coaster man. Like I'm just like, and I, I wasn't able to fish for a month. You know, so I had no way of like downtime and I didn't take any time off work. I mean, being as I telework, you know, I basically sat in front of my laptop um, and tried to work as much as I could to try to keep my mind off things. You know, okay, wait for this pathology to come back, wait to get back in their office, wait to find out do I do chemo, do I got to do, you know, radiation, you know, you just, you know, you just inundate with all this stuff, you know, and, and what she told me that, you know, we, they got it all and everything was good. It was like, so I don't have to go to chemo. I don't have to go through radiation. I do not. She said, nope, you don't. Whew. I think like two days later, I think I just like, I think I went out and I lived on the water for like 12 hours just to fish. <laughs> I don't even, I really don't even know if I caught anything, you know, to be real honest with you, because I was just more and just like, whew, you know, like it's over. Um, and, like the laparoscopic surgery, like you would think something like that big, like they had, like, I got so like one, two, three, four small incisions that they put like this robotic arm in you. And then like, I got like, they called it like a women's C-section, a woman's C-section. I got like a real long, like six, seven inch line right at my like um, waistline to where they actually like brought it out through and cut all of me out. I was like, Man, like, this is crazy. Like, a robot did this. She just sat over at a desk on this, doing it this way with her fingers while these machine was inside of me. She was doing it. Dope, man. This is dope stuff. Like, it was so yeah. cool. You know, but, that, you know, unreal. But I'm back. I gained well, some weight all, back because I lost like 15 pounds. So I got some weight back to me now, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, it's good. I can run, jump again. You know, I can do back to normal activities. I can pick that 700 pound kayak, Kobe up and put it in the truck now and just like, go fishing. So it's great, man. It's great. Feels like a new lease on life, I'm sure. Oh, come on, man. You know, it really it did. You know, it's once again, it falls back to that roller coaster of emotion. You got cancer. You don't got cancer. You got cancer. We got all your cancer out of play. Unreal. It takes a toll on you emotionally. I mean, mm -hmm. it's the highs and lows. It just takes a toll on you. Um, uh, the first thing that I wanted to touch on, you know, um, going what you said, and, and that this for the listeners out there, it's like, especially the guys, you know, you, you got to get those tests done, man. Um, yeah, and yeah. for me, it started at my mid 30s because my dad had cancer, kind of the same age you got cancer. Um, and colon cancer. So for me, it was like at that point, as soon as they discovered his cancer and pretty much carbon copy of what you went through, um, you know, he's cancer free and all that. And that's been like more than 20 years now. Um, thankful, thankfully, he's Amen. still with us. Um, but it, you know, so for me, it's been on the back of my mind for more than 20 years. So every five years, you, you have I have to get that done. It's like, God, you yeah. can't. You because it's one of those things where you like you keep postponing and keep postponing, and you know, it, a week a day can make a difference. You know, what, yeah, could be you know, it can be one day too late where it's like, yeah, it's something you can do. 
Um, so anybody that's out there listening, especially the guys, you know, get, get, I know it's, it, and it is, man, those, you know, every five years taking those, um, whatever they call it, the, the that, gallon of what saline water, man, that's horrible. Yeah. It anybody was, that has done that, <laughs> it's horrible. You know, I did, it's it twice. I, did, yeah, I did it twice within two months, you know, and it's, and it's not, it's not good. It tastes horrible. No, they said, oh, I mix it with Gatorade. It still didn't work. It's, you know, it still tastes horrible. crap. You know, um, and to touch on that real quick, though, Armando, um, 45 guys and girls, you know, and it's not just guys. Um, you yeah. know, it's so crazy. When, my, when, when Carrie was in there with me, she actually, when we were leaving, she scheduled hers that day, too. So I drove her for her surgery. Um, she just had a couple pallets, and she's good. Um, but for me, now I have to go every year for the first three years. Um, and once I'm cleared, then I get to go once every three years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, you know, it's not, you know, I want to make sure that guys and girls, you know, go get it, man. You know, um, can't you don't discriminate? <laughs> don't discriminate. You no. know, it's no matter how old you are, you know, size, color, all that. So, I mean, and everybody, you know, everybody here is adult, you know, they know, um, do that maintenance for yourself. And if you're not going to do it for yourself, at least do it for your family. Yep. You know, really, you know, I know we're all supermen. We all try to be that superman, you know, and I'm okay. Nothing's wrong with me. Um, I damn sure didn't feel that big lump in my gut. I did not yep. feel it, you know. So um, um, do yourself that justice, you know. Um, go get yourself checked. Get yourself checked. It don't take but 30 minutes, you know, 30 minutes. And you don't feel a thing. Yeah. You really don't. So we gotta I know and I know for some people that I've talked to, friends of mine, it's like, you know, it's that guy things. I don't want that, you know, camera shove up my rectum just you gotta, right, you gotta think right. more mature. We gotta grow up and think more you mature do. about that. You it's do. A, you do. It's about life. Um it really I is. actually and I and I don't think I've told you this, Frank. I actually because every five years I have to get my colonoscopy done, I actually schedule it around the time you did. Out of coincidence, and I saw your post when you mentioned that you got cancer. Um, yep. That was shortly after we recorded our episode, and I reached yeah. out to you because I'm like, man, I got, I just scheduled mine, and now I'm hearing this from Frank. So now my paranoia is getting, you know, is growing because it's yeah. you know the paranoia is always there. It's like I figure my dad had it at some point. I'm going to have it. You know, it's not a question yeah. if it's a question of when. Right. So I was like, man, is this a year that I get and I hear you? And we talked, you and I talked we a did. lot. Um, so hearing your perspective for it, you know, in even if it's just on a chat, you're, you didn't, you know, you had the way that you went about it in the conversations. I felt a lot better because I was like, you know, this, this guy, you know, gets it. You know, he, he, he has the most positive outlook that I've ever heard of somebody that's just been told that. So when I went into my colonoscopy test, I was like thinking about what you went through and thinking, you know, if I get bad news, at least I can go back to a conversation you and I had and kind of like feed off of your energy. So I'm really grateful for that. In my case, I actually, they removed polyps and they were cancerous. Now, I don't know how to describe it. It's not that I have cancer. It's just that the polyps have if they would have been left re- without being removed, it would right. turn into cancer. Right. So now right. I have to get the colonoscopy done every three years. Yeah. Um, so that's now unpleasant. Instead of every five years, every three years, but it's still nerve wracking just to think about it. Um, yeah. And and again, that it's not a pleasant procedure. Well, not the procedure. You're you're you know you're, you're you don't under- even know it. Yeah, yeah. You don't even you don't know. Even know it. It. Right. You just took a, the best nap in your in the world. Yes. But it's just the. <laughs> The 12 hours before we just have and it's to the start thought too. Yeah. And, you, and it's the thought too, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you know that what's about to happen, you know, but once again, it's one of them man up, man, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's part of life. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, you're getting violated, you know, unconstitutionally yeah. here. I mean, you know, you it happened, it, but I got to tell you this, my, my, my doctor told me that um, she goes, now you realize, you know, your son, Bren, he has to, he'll have to start doing this too. And uh, so it's funny. I looked over at Carrie and I said, well, let's put it on our calendar. Now when he turns 40, we'll get an alarm on our phone. that says, you know, time to take Brendan to his colonoscopy, you know, because I mean, he's just like in you, you know, 
our kids now are accessible to it now, you know, and, and it, I'm sorry, son, but at the same time, you know, I didn't plan for this one to happen. So um, we'll just be vigilant, you know, when he gets 40, Lord, hopefully I'm still around by then, you know, that it's just like, Hey dude, let's get you to the doctor. So it is tough, man. It really was tough. So now that you have kind of like for you that, not just second, but pretty much third at least in life based on, you know, what you've already went through. Yeah, uh, man. Your uh, military career. <laughs> this is like your third or fourth lease in life. Yeah. Does the burgers taste even better now? Does the hook set <laughs> feel even you better know. now? <laughs> they do. They do. And you know what? I mean, everybody sees, you know, I post, you know, um, I, I love giving the dinks love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not every time that we go out or we catch in 18, 19, 20 inches, you know, unless you're sitting in a, your local pond, you know, mm-hmm. I love giving the small ones that them 10, 12, you know, sometimes eight, you know what? Because man, maybe I'm just a different cat, man, you know, but I'm just happy to be out there. Yeah. You know, I don't do it because a sponsor tells me I don't do it because this line company, I don't do it because this bait company, I just do it because I love it, you know, and I've always been like that, you know, and it's just like, we're lucky to be able to go out and do that. Yeah. You know, we really are. We're lucky to be able to do that, you know, and, and, and I just, you know, just, man, give them little dinkies, man, as much as you give that big old, you know, spot Zilla bass, you know, it's just like, um, have fun with it, you know, just have fun with it, you know, and <clears throat> I will say this, you know, my club up here, MAKVF, great dudes. Like I said, you know, I brought a lot of their names up earlier. Um, I miss my guys down in Alabama too, you know, CKA, yeah. Coleman Kayak Anglers, you know, um, my gang gang boys down there, you know, we made that little thing up together. There was me, uh, um, Luke Turner, um, Sam Cox, um, Jason Jones, um, Jacob DeMott, you know, I mean, there's my boys in Bama that I miss. <clears throat> um, they really got me deeper into the, you got river fishing and then you got creek fishing. Yeah. Totally different. In case people don't know, they're totally different. A river fishing that you float basically 95% of the time. That creek fishing, but you dragging shoals and then also you get yeah. this like 30 foot hole and then you're dragging more, you know, and, and, and those guys turned me on to that, you know, so big shout out to them cats down there, you know, um, Sam is actually coming up um, in a couple weeks. So he and I will be doing the um, Hobie BOS. Um, that was one of his big things. It's his bucket list. He always wanted to fish yeah. the Susky. Bro, I got the house. You know, we'll take a day fishing on the lake here at my house and we'll head up and we'll, you know, pre fish and fish up there. And then we'll come back to the house, fish for a day. And then Sam will make that, wow, 15 hour drive back home, you know. Um, so it's just um it, it, it's good to be able to to met people, to be able to hang out with people, to get to know people. You know, it's man, we're we're in a pretty cool sport. I don't yeah. care what anybody says, you know, football basketball is great. Yeah. yeah, you know, all of them are great, but you know, I don't know any NBA players, they don't know any NFL players, they don't know any, you know, I know guys that I fish kayak tournaments with freaking amazing like seriously like you know um the houses that we get you know from lake dardanelle when i fished there to you know sam coming up here you know and all them tournaments in between you know the people who i stayed with and met you know great people dude you know i get it some people are a little tight-knit than others you know some guy that's life you know what i mean it's just just because you know just stop have fun, man. We're all in the water fishing. Life's you too know? short. It really is, man. You know, I, like I don't. I mean, it's it's good talking points and all that, but a lot of times I think we focus too much on negative stuff or just uh, I agree rivalries and all that. And you know, rivalries are nice in sport. You know, they are, but but it, to a certain extent, you know, um, yeah, you don't Come want on, that yeah. mean, uh, you know, mean blood kind of thing. Just kind of like competitive yeah. edge but at the same time not yeah. losing that camaraderie because i mean that's why i think what stands out the sport more than anything just the camaraderie oh, yeah. that we have um for the most part i've never had a negative interaction on the water um yeah same same i mean i've and if i do if i do have like say my first one it'll be 
one out of a million great interactions that I've had before. So yeah. one is not going to eclipse every enjoyable aspect of the yeah. community and the sport. You know, it's nobody's perfect. Nothing's perfect. So yeah, eventually you, you know, you things don't necessarily may work out. You know, interactions may not always be perfect, but yeah. for the most part, yeah. I I find it more enjoyable. And that's maybe because we need to focus more on the good than the bad yeah, on a personal level. Are, yeah. You Texans are different. I mean, you guys are more open, warming, you know, heartfelt people. You know what I mean? Us well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an adopted Texan. I'm a Texan Puerto Rican. <laughs> that's you know, right. Texan Puerto Rican. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, that's awesome. So, man, it's uh, Hobie Bos. Um, I, I did you sign up for Darnell? I thought I saw your name on Lake Darnell. No, you know that was last year. Um, oh, last year, okay. Yeah, that was last year's. Um, you know, as in as in everything, you know, with people who right now, you know, I mean, our gas prices are a little ignorant. You know, and I'll yeah, let politics no, out of this. Crazy. I don't, I don't, I, you know, yes, I do work for the federal government. Yes, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get into politics. I don't like it. I don't, I can barely spell it, you know, so <laughs> talking about it. You know, honestly, I do. The gas prices are what it is. Ain't nobody going to come and knock on my door and say, hey, Frank, what do you think our gas prices should be? Well, there's not. So, you know what? We just got to deal with it. You know, um, depending I might go there. It just depends. You know what I mean? It's one of them, you know, it's all about the gas price for me. Yeah. Um, Hopefully so, it'll yeah. come down. I know summer, regardless of the economy, summer, just because of the heat and all that, gas prices right. go up every year. That's right. just normal. Yeah. Now, yeah. granted, not as high as it's coming this year. <laughs> right. Um, right. Uh, but I think that's for because of other external factors that I'm not smart enough to you know, yeah, comment same. on that. I'll let everybody so, else worry about that. Yeah, I don't. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful that by the time Darnell comes around, you know, gas prices, you know, unless yeah. something else happens, it should come down at least less than it they are right now. Yeah. Just because it, we're out of summer or closely out of summer. But it's man, it's uh, hopefully I get to see that. I thought Darnell was gonna sell out, and I don't know if it has. I don't think it has. Last time I checked was last week, and it still had a. 109 anglers right now so yeah like now I, so I was kind of surprised yeah i mean and here with just this past weekend what two weeks ago last week you know uh they were just up in um um northeast up in new hampshire yeah i mean i mean you know i don't once again i don't get into the politics of all this stuff you know but you know maybe that was too high of north for people you know i, I see a lot of the chatter you know about northerners not you know getting in on it well you know, maybe I was a little higher north than what people were expecting or, you know, or what have you. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I, I just, you know. I think although this. Call it, go ahead. No, I was going to say, although I think the sport has grown more nationally, I still, I mean, the, the sport of bass fishing itself is still relatively young. And when you think sure. about it, it, it was just southern good old boys, you know, at, at the core of it, you know. Sure. Um, so now it's kind of like move up with, you know, you see um, like unheard of, but like Portland now has small bows bath that are, you know, growing that kayak bass fishing scene has sure. grown in places like Portland, but it's still a few years away than what it is down here in the South, the Bible Belt, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. Um, so I, ex I wouldn't, other than the Susquehanna, which is interesting, it's not that far from New Hampshire, right? You know, geographically, but it's still the sex one against over drive. <laughs> over something one in in less than ten minutes, and then right. New Hampshire can't you know can't you can't even sell a hundred on those. And I think yeah. uh, with Fox and River is also not going to reach a hundred. Maybe it will, but it's one of those things where it's. I hope I'm my thinking is Hobie BOS or Hobie in general is trying to like hey, they have to make sacrifices. Like if if. If you just leave it for the th southern, you know, states, then yes, you're gonna get more audience. You're gonna get understood. More. It's probably it's gonna be a higher payouts. But when you when you understand what Hobie is doing, it's like we want to expand our products. So yeah. in order, and Hobie is pretty much a global company. You know, they have sure. a whole world. You know, you have they're gonna like okay, we'll make some sacrifices and. You know, even though it's not going to be, the attendance is going to be that great, we'll go to New Hampshire and kind of right. get, you know, 
can get a hold of that market. Um, we'll see what they do next year. It's it's yeah, kind of like I a mean, it's a double edged sword because I know a lot of like the ones that are competing for the Angle of the Year race and all that. You know, they're more um, they're more acceptable to drive everywhere. They're yeah, drive anywhere, especially. But they don't want to do AOI. that drive and. They, and and certainly, even if they win, you know, a payout for 60, 50 people attendance, it's not the same as a payout for 200 people attendance. Right. Right. So for them, it's like, why am I going up there? So I get it. There's same. a level. But yeah. we also understand OBBOS is trying to grow their brand and get them into places where the sport is just starting to, you know, grow. Yeah. And you want to yeah. be and the you- first ones to get into that market. And, and then you can't sit there and say, well, you know, well, we gave you guys a try and you didn't really show out for it. So you can't keep asking and we put one up yeah. there and you don't show up for it. I mean, I get that. It, I get it. I get it. Let's just call it what it is. The market up that high is not. It's not there yet. It's not. Right. Right. And no disrespect. No disrespect at all. I think we all understand that it's not there yet. Will it get there? I'm sure it will. Um, w- but we're all not stupid, dumb, and ignorant here. We know the South is is where it's at. You get yeah. you get Pennsylvania, Maryland, West Virginia down. You know, I mean, that's that's everybody knows. In fisheries are right on the money, right there. You know, and yeah. and it, analytics don't lie, data don't lie. Everyone's a sellout down that way. Um, <laughs> Up just above, you know, no disrespect. Once you get you get a little yeah. bit above, you know, Pennsylvania, well, now we're we're at 100, 120, maybe 130 max, you know. So it's you, 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 there's your justification, you know. So I'll come down to Tennessee, I'll come to Alabama. I love it down there. Texas, so coming to Texas, I, you know, the only time I've been to Texas was uncertain. I was what do you in mean, uncertain. That's what it was called. Oh, uncertain. Oh. I was in uncertain <laughs> Texas, uh, fishing uh, uh, the KBFNC guy. That was what 2018, I think it was at Caddo. Oh, Caddo. Okay, yeah, 2019, yeah. I think it was 18, 19, something like that. Yeah, we stayed out at the Caddo Wildlife Management Area in uncertain Texas. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I'm going to go ahead and claim. Oh, so that last I last year was on Cado too, right? Uh, Does the KBF always hold their national in Cado? No, they were last yeah, year they were in Cado. Yeah, it was in Cado, but then I think it was in like. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It had a uh, um, like, like the river chain, oh or not river chain? Yeah. What? It was a it was a bunch of lakes, like three or four lakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what. It Which was. I understand yeah. because their attendance like 400. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Well, okay, so. Yeah, KBF is their own animal. Let's yeah. say that. <laughs> Let's just say that they're their own animal, you know. Um, but, yeah, that, so I can actually say, I'm going to go ahead and say I have fished Texas. You know, I haven't really fished Texas. I do want to go to Possum King. I do want to make that trip. Um, Fork? You got to go to Fork? Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, so I stayed with Mark Pendergraph uh, once or twice. And great dude, seriously, like. Oh yeah, Mark. Great dude. Awesome Mark King. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So we hit it off really well. Um, so you know, he seeing him, what he did down there at, yeah. at Possum King, who in the hell in the right mind would not want to go down there and try to fish that? You know what I mean? Like who wouldn't? You know, I mean, I'm trying to put up them pentagraph numbers. 
You that know, was amazing. I mean, come on. You know, and then you had Joe McElroy right here in, in Alabama, boy. I mean, he was right there. They were swinging. You yeah. know, I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, man, I need to call this 14 or 15 incher, you know. You're sitting there, Mark Pendergrass, you're like, fuck, I need to call this 22 incher. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, how does, you know, it's total different animal down in the South. It really it is. Yeah. It really no, is. So, is it is it one thing about I love about Texas is bass fishing, man? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I don't think because kayak bass fishing is so much part of my life now. I don't think I can move anywhere other than Texas. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> okay. So, so I love my son. It's very evident. I love my son. But man, I told this to everybody up here. I say, as soon as Brand turns eighteen, I'm moving. I said, I'm going back south. <laughs> I'm going. I love the fishing up here. It's beautiful. I said, but when you get a taste of South or Southern, however people want to say it, bass fishing down that way, it's a little tough to come back up to the Northeast and try it. And you're just, you know, you pull that 19 or 20 inch out of here. You're like, this is the greatest thing in the world. They're like down there. My buddies are like, Frank, you know better. Like we catch those. That's like our call fish. And I get it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely thinking about coming back South here in about, Five years. Yeah. Nice. I got to get back into well, that you, fishing down there. You're welcome to visit Texas anytime, buddy. My man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Frank, yeah. I've had you for almost an hour, and I, and I appreciate you got your son. Uh, yeah, man. company staying there, so I don't want to keep you away too long. But yeah, I figured I'd ask you a couple of uh, rapid, fun questions. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Um, if you couldn't fish for bass, smallmouth spotted, or largemouth bass, what would you fish for? If I couldn't fish for those? Yeah, if you were not allowed for any reason, said Striper. you can't fish for bass. Stripers. Yeah. I think that's yeah. number one answer I get from that question. Yeah. Striper. Yeah. Stripers and redfish. Yeah. Oh, wow. I forgot about a red. <laughs> I, I caught one redfish in my life. Dave, big shout out to Dave Kittrell down in, in, in uh, I want us to make sure I get the semis or semis Alabama. He turned me on to red fishing when I was down there. Yeah, that's pretty dope. So yeah, yeah either either striper redfish. Yep. And um, next question: um, If you can only use one lure for the rest of your life, what lure would that be? God bless. Am I in a river or am I in a lake? <laughs> um, okay, I'll let you pick. I'll let you pick. I'll be flexible. River. Okay. What would you choose for a river? I already know what you're going to answer. Man. You know, I got hung on this the other day, and I really liked it, but I'm not, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say a jackhammer. I knew it. <laughs> I, mean, I, got a, I, I caught a couple fish the other day on a Ned rig. I have never caught a fish on a Ned rig. I used it a couple weeks back, and I caught like eight fish in a row on that thing on a Ned rig. But it, it isn't as fun as catching him on the jackhammer. That's on the jack, yeah, there's no feeling that vibration. All of a sudden, it just stops, and that line gets really heavy. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I, to me, jackhammer um, ruined every single moving bait after that because <laughs> I I recently tried the Mega Bass Dark Sleeper, and the thing about okay. it is, I can't feel anything. Like, yes, I can feel a bite, but you know, the jackhammer, you get used to that vibration. It only it. It kind of becomes soothing. <laughs> just yes. you're casting yes. and you feel that vibration. You know you're doing something right when you don't feel it. You know you have to set the hook. Exactly. So I feel very empty when I'm reeling anything <laughs> that doesn't vibrate. Like I don't like I, I don't I'm yep. throwing this dark sleeper and it's a great bait, but I don't feel anything until something hits it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's it is. I don't know why. It's it's kind of calming effect just to know hear that just to feel that vibration out of the guy. Amen. Uh, let's see. On uh, lake, so what's your favorite bait on lake? On a lake, I got, I mean, I, I, I got used to, I wasn't great at it, but I got used to doing it. We all go to a Senko. We get that. That's outside of the Senko, a jig. Oh, yeah. Dave, David Thompson, uh, MAKBF, one of my guys up here, man, like years ago, he got me to try to fish a jig. To me, it's boring as all hell. Let's just call it yeah. what it is. You throw a jig out and you just lift your rod occasionally. Well, I started catching fish on it, and now I like that too. So outside of a sinko, I want to like, yeah, I'll go with a jig. Yep. 
Some people probably go yeah, with the spinner bait, depending if there's like, you know, what cover around, you know. But for me, yeah. I'll take a jig. I'll take a jig because I can fish all that off a ledge or I could fish it off of, you know, like under a dock or I could fish on stumps. So I'd go with a jig. Yeah, it's not a bad pick at all. You should no. get some big bites. Yeah. Well, Frank, thank you so much again taking yeah, time man. Uh, out of your day to be here and uh yeah. um I'll let you get back to your family and your son and and I know you were having fun at the lake or the pool wherever you guys were so yeah, thank you again. Yeah. Hey, I, I appreciate it. it. Thanks, brother. Uh good luck on the Susquehanna, man. Rooting for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. We'll keep All in right. touch. For those out yeah, definitely. For those out there listening, if you're going to be on the water, please wear your PFD. If you haven't going to have if you're going to have a couple of beers, just make sure you drink responsibly. Make sure you get back home to your loved ones. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy your week in tight lines. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.